Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. excited to be in the house this morning. We are excited to be wherever you are. If you don't know who I am, I am Brandon Hill, the senior pastor here at Transformation Christian Fellowship. And as I always like to greet you, grace and peace be multiplied unto you from our God and our Father. Lord G- and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just thank you for being tuned in. You could watch anywhere. There's so many services going on. You could watch anywhere, but we're glad that you are here with us this morning. My God, I feel a great anointing in this room this morning. I feel that something is breaking loose. I feel something is stirring up in your life this morning. I feel like God is there's something happening between something happening here and something happening in your home this morning. And God is going to get the glory. God is going to get the glory and he will be praised. I feel that this morning. Do me a favor, go with me to Matthew chapter 13. I will not re-go over announcements that uh, Elder Brittany has already made. I just want to jump straight into the word of God if I can do that. So go with me to Matthew the 13th chapter. We started a new series entitled The Kingdom of God is Like, or you could say the Kingdom of Heaven is Like. All right, so um, go with me to Matthew chapter 13. Last Sunday, I talked about uh, the mystery of the kingdom of God and setting it up, setting setting it up uh, where we're going to be going. This past Tuesday, I talked about the parable of the sower, uh, the parable of the sower this past Tuesday, uh, which was the first revelation that Jesus rolled out about the mystery of the kingdom of God. And then now we're going to move forward. I see it. It's on the screen right now in front of us. We're going to move forward with Matthew chapter 13. We're going to read verses 24. So we got a little bit of reading that I want to do this morning, but it'll do you some good. Say it is going to do me some good this morning. Amen. So verse 24 says another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, Then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How does, how then does it have tares? Verse 28 says, he said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us then to go and gather them up? Verse 29 says, but he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Verse 30 says, let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Let's fast forward now. Let's fast forward to verse 36. Verse 36. All right, there we have it. It says, Then Jesus sent the multitudes away and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. Verse 37 then reads, He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. 
The enemy who sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Verse 40 says, Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Verse 43 says, Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father who has ears to hear. Let him hear. This morning I'm going to continue the series entitled Kingdom of Heaven is Like for, with a message entitled The Wheat and the Tares. The Wheat and the tares. Again, let me set the scene here of Matthew chapter 13, ladies and gentlemen. Again, Jesus is teaching on the boat here in Galilee, uh, and he's teaching in parables. As I've been sharing with you, you are going to have a firm grasp of what parables mean after this message series. <laughs> Anytime you see a parable, you're going to hear Pastor Brandon's voice saying, a parable is a short story or illustrated uh, story that is paired with a spiritual truth. And you're also going to know by the end of this series what a parable, the parable was uh, a parable parables were methods of uh, 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 were, were methods of rabbaic teach uh, uh, it was a rabbaic method that they used in that day that they would pair a short story with a spiritual truth in order that it may ladies and gentlemen incite uh, curiosity or arouse excitement they they wanted to pair it alongside of a spiritual truth for the reason uh, of getting people interested or or curious into what they were talking about and so Jesus sitting on the boat here in Galilee and he's teaching and the reason why he's teaching on a boat on the water in the Galilee nice setting everything like that but the reason why he's doing that ladies and gentlemen is for the sole purpose of so that his voice could echo there were no microphones so that his voice could echo through the sound waves of the waters and therefore them hearing him and being able to hear him because it was a large multitude of people. So he spoke in parables, ladies and gentlemen. But here's the thing. He spoke in parables in order that those who are truly uh, uh, in sync, ladies and gentlemen, truly in sync, that really has ears to hear, that they would hear the story, they would hear the spiritual truth in the story and that it would take up root. But he also spoke in parables for those who, who who may not who 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 are already rebellious who already rebelled against the word of God but but he did it in a way of mercy so their hearts wouldn't wax cold even more so now we're getting into really him diving deep into talking about the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And last Sunday I told you how he entrusted those mysteries to those who, who were not lazy to listen, who were, who were not lazy or rebellious, who, 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 who he entrusted it into those who heard the word who heard the seed of the, the seed, which was the word of God that he referred to in the parable of the sower, and it took root in them, and as I showed you on this past Tuesday, it, it had great return. But let me go into today's teaching, ladies and gentlemen. Here, Jesus goes and talks about a parable that really had me scratching my head. It was called the one of the wheat and the tares. Again, he's using agriculture. Agriculture was a big thing in that time of Jesus' day, and so the reason why he uses agriculture 
agriculture and he pairs it with a spiritual truth because again it was a big thing that they did agriculture was a big thing in that time and so what he did is he pairs this agricultural reference with a spiritual truth and he talks about wheat and he talks about tares and the first thing he says ladies and gentlemen and and i want to just go straight to his explanation of it uh, if you could put up for me verse 37 because the disciples asked hey can you give me further explanation as to what you are talking about here he tells them here in verse 37 after he moves the the cr big crowd away he tells them let me answer you and say to this he who sows the good seed is the son of man now here's the thing the parable of the sower is different from the parable of the wheat and the tear the reason why it's different is because ladies and gentlemen in in the earlier verses with the parable of the sower he's with the seed is a symbolism of the word but now he changes the seed to here it is that the son of man jesus christ he is he says it right here he's the one who sows good seed all right. So Jesus Christ is the one that sows good seed. Jesus is saying the son of man. He's referring to himself. Those who say in this new age that Jesus never preached himself, you are out of your mind. He says it right here. The son of man is the one that sows good seed. All right. He sows good seed, but here and he says, so we understand that in the parable of the tear of the wheat and the tares, the person, the farmer that Jesus was sold that refers to in the earlier verses that Jesus is the one, the son of man is the one that sows good seed. All right. So the good, the, the one who sows good seed we have, that is Jesus. And then he says a good a, a person who sows seed into the field and the field, ladies and gentlemen, refers to the world refers to the world. So Jesus is the one that sows good seed in the field, which is the world. And the good seeds that he sows into the world, he says, are the sons, hear me, of the kingdom. The sons of the kingdom. This is not Jesus being sexist. He's referring to all mankind that has been reborn again. I have to make that clear because you and I were when we were first born, when your mother pushed you out of that nine hours of pain or whatever that was, when Jesus, when, when, when you, when you were birthed out, you were born in the sin of iniquity. But here's the thing, watch me, because of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, and his sacrifice, those who believe on him, those who recept him, receive him as Lord over their life, they are then reborn again. They are born again with a new, cre oh my God, as a new creation in Christ. And with you being a new creation in Christ, now you have became good seed, oh my God, that Jesus then comes and sows into the world. Can I help somebody? That you are the seed, a good seed that Jesus hath put into the field. Are you hearing me? The sons of the kingdom. You must be born again to be considered a son of the kingdom. Oh, my God. I don't care how good you think you are. I don't care how moral you think you are on whatever standard you may have. The reality is, is that no man is righteous apart from God. And so since man, no man is righteous apart from God, that means my righteousness has been, oh, my God, and oh, my God, imputed on me through the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh my God. And through the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, then Jesus pushes me out in the field. 
Oh, my God, that's a good seed. Oh, my God. Ah, so here it is. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. Say, I'm a part of the kingdom. I am a part of the kingdom. Hear me. I am a son of the kingdom of God. And so the kingdom of God is like a good man, a good farmer who sows seed. The one who sows seed into the ground. Good seed. Righteous seed into the ground. When I was born again, he considered me righteous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he put me into the ground. And so those are the sons of the kingdom. But here it is. Watch this. But the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sold them is the devil and the harvest is the end of age. Now, let, let me explain something. Let me, I got to backtrack for a second. Can I do some more teaching here uh, in front of you? And so hear, hear me. Watch what I'm going to say. When we refer to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven, either one you want to use, right? Jesus is referring to a time between his first and his second coming. In other words, between his first and second coming, you and I are between, are in this, this time. In, in eschatology, they call it the church age or the kingdom age, whatever one. This is not referring to the millennial kingdom at this moment. He's referring to this time period that you and I are in. Why is this important, ladies and gentlemen? Because you have to understand that the kingdom of God is not some far off of it. It's now. Hmm, my God. The kingdom of God has come now. For the kingdom of God is at hand right now. When Jesus showed up at his first coming, he said, repent ye therefore. For the kingdom of God, come on and preach now, is at hand. Ladies and gentlemen, the kingdom of God is right now. It's not a far off event. It's not something that is to Yes, it is something to come, but it's already here. And the kingdom of God is here. Are you hearing me? You are a son and daughter of the kingdom of God. Those who have been born again. So the kingdom of God is like. So you have righteous seed who are considered the wheat. And then you have the tares. Hear me. Can I also backtrack one more time? When God created man. When God created man. He created them in a perfect environment. The original plan for man was that they would act like God in the earth. That they would, they would, that, that, that man would follow the example of God here in the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? That they would have ultimate dominion and rule. Why then is the enemy, hear me, why is the enemy so jealous of man? Because he was not created the same way we were. God help me. Ah, he was not, while he had all of this beauty, there was something that he was not made in. The angels were not made in the image of God. Oh my God, the angels did not have God breathe life into them. Oh my God, help me, help me now. He did not have, he, he did not have what we had. And because we were made in the image of God, what the enemy wanted to do was steal something that we had. Whew. 
And so Jesus tells you that here in the kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen, which is a mystery. It is a mystery. Can I help you? The reason why it's a mystery is because in the kingdom of God, you have the infiltration of the enemy that will try to come in into the kingdom, into the field. You have bad, good, and evil not only sown into the world, but some of it has gotten and infiltrated into the kingdom. Oh, my God. I'm not making this up. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said this is what you're going to expect. You're going to have wheat and you're going to have tares. You're going to have those who are counterfeits that professes Jesus. Hear me. That professes Jesus, but they really not living as him. But they're perpetrators. And this, this perpetration, well, it's going to try to cause a bad look on the kingdom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But what he's saying is, hear me. What he's saying is, he said, don't listen. Don't you pluck them out because here's what's going to happen is you're going to start trying to figure out who's saving who's not and you don't got the time to figure out who is that all you got time to do is continue to, to continue to sow seed but let me backtrack some more he says here here here's here's what he says he says but the tares are the sons of the wicked one the enemy who sold them is the devil hear me the enemy is the one who sold bad seed into the ground the tares are the tares are there to try to choke out the word of God. He the the tares are there to try to put to try to 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 oh my God to try to uh, uh, infiltrate the wheat so that the wheat cannot grow. It's almost like weeds around good uh, uh, weeds that grow around your plants. The weeds are there to try to suck out its nutrients and suck out the life of the plant. But that's why you always got to remove weeds because weeds are bad for the plant. Are you hearing me? But here, here he said, the enemy is the one who sows them. But here's what the thing, the, here's what the enemy does. He sold them. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Here, here, here it is. Let me, I got to back up for you. Here, here's where, here's where we know. He says, he says, watch this. It, it says it right here in verse, in verse where, 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 uh, where are we at? Verse 26. But when the grain had sprouted, no, verse 25, back then to verse 25, it says, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. I want you to look at that verse 25. It said it again, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Why am I getting on this point right here? Because here's the thing. You and I are sons of the kingdom. The only way the enemy can creep in is while we're not being alert. With all of this going on in the world, ladies and gentlemen, and certain people in certain positions, and all of this stuff going on while we're saying defund the police, we need new leadership, we need this, we need that, we need all of this stuff because of unfair treatment, part of the reason is, is because we have allowed the enemy to come into certain territories, oh my God, and certain systems in order to keep it down because we were asleep and only thinking about trying to build a church oh my god help me in this room oh my god and while you're paying attention to who's bigger in the kingdom of god and who has this and who has that you have had the enemy sowing his seeds bad seeds into political powers and systems and territories that has put a chokehold oh my god a chokehold 
on scene, certain stuff happened. Ask me why, because the people were asleep. Oh, I praise your name, Lord, this morning. Because the people were asleep. And here's the thing, the reason why I'm coming as hard as I'm coming this morning is because the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violence take it by force. And the reality is God has placed us as seeds in a vineyard. And Jesus said, work while it's still day. Come on in here, because night is coming where no man can work. And God has put us as seeds of the kingdom of God and say, work and occupy until I get back. Oh my God, hallelujah. I want you to occupy. I want you to walk, oh my God, before I get back, hallelujah. God, I praise you. You got a kingdom assignment with a kingdom agenda and the only way you can move forward is if you're not asleep, but you're alert. But if you're alert, if you're alert, that should be in watchful as well as pray. Jesus said, come on in here. While he came back in Garden of Gethsemane and he saw the disciples at Peter John and them sleeping, he came back into them and said, you cannot stay up for about an hour and pray. One of these says, you got to watch as well as pray so that you may not fall into temptation. The real reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that we've been tempted by the world's systems and schemes and we've been lured into it and being lured into it. Here come the enemy sowing seed into the ground. And you wonder why certain things are happening. <laughs> and you wonder why certain things are going on. Ask me why. Because at some point, there was a people, the sons, have fallen asleep. And we have allowed this perpetrator to down infiltrate the kingdom. And he said, this is going to happen between the first and the second coming. You have good and you have evil into the world. And, and, and the tares are mixing in with the wheat. And it's hard to distinguish the two. <laughs> it's hard to distinguish the wheat and the tear. Because the tear, someone look like the wheat. But the only way you know what is the difference between a tear and a wheat is a tear don't produce. Oh my God, help me in this room. Hey! So I'm putting you in the sons of the kingdom. You are sons of the kingdom. And really what's going to happen is, is we're going to tell the difference because one is going to produce while the other is not. Oh my God. There's one that has the ability to produce and one that does not have the capacity to do so. Oh God, I praise you. So the kingdom of light, oh my God, he tells us of a mystery. He tells us of a, of a mystery between the wheat and the tear. And he's saying, listen here, you are sons of the kingdom. You are wheat. But here was what made the disciples scratch their head with. So if there's evil in the world, why can't you just pluck it out? <sighs> Oh, man, I was like, whoa, that's a good question. They were trying to get understanding about this, but why in the story did Jesus say that the farmer, the farmer said, don't pluck out, don't pluck out, don't pluck it out, because what happens is 
You can't tell the difference. And if you're not being able to tell the difference, what's going to happen is, here's the thing, you're going to fall in the, here's the principle, you're going to fall into the trap of trying to judge something before you see the fruit of it. God, I praise you. Oh, God, I praise you. You are going to fall into the trap of trying to judge something on the external. It's not about the external. It's about eventually seeing what's going to become of that. Oh, my God, become of the thing that which has been sawed into the ground. Oh, my goodness. He said, don't pick it up. Oh, my God, I need you to wait. <sighs> oh, God, I praise you in this room. <sighs> Hallelujah. Listen here. Don't you plug. Don't allow the enemy to try to plug you up, plug you out. Oh, my God, to try to suck the, the life out of you. But you got to keep waiting until it comes forth, the, until the fruit comes forth. Why? Because you're going to see the difference. Uh, put in that chat, say, you about to see the difference. You about to see the difference. And in this, oh, my God, I praise your name, Lord, because while people are preaching revival and saying revival is coming to the church and saying all of this stuff about revival, revival, revival. It's almost like the trendy word that's going on. But let me, can I, oh my goodness, can I bring to you your attention this morning that maybe why, the reason why God is calling our attention to the parables of the kingdom is so that people can be wake up and smell the coffee that what is happening in our world, especially here in America, is that people are having to draw a line to see what is the difference and maybe God has put in a drawing line here in the kingdom and say yeah there might be people trying to infiltrate but eventually you're going to see the results you can scream revival, revival all you want to. But I think in this day, ladies and gentlemen, maybe I could be wrong. But I believe right now that in the kingdom of God right now, Jesus is saying, whose side are you on? The line has been drawn. Are you a wheat or are you a tear? Don't you scream revival to me. You could be the very one that's trying to infiltrate. Where are you and where did you come from? Whose side are you on? Are you a son of the kingdom? Are you are the son of the kingdom of darkness? Who are you and where you come from? Are you hearing me this morning? The kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen, is a great mystery. He said, don't pluck them up. Our job, ladies and gentlemen, is not to judge or prejudge before you see the fruit of it. Hallelujah. Do not prejudge something based upon what it initially looks like. Because what it initially looks like may not turn out to be the very thing that you think. Oh, my God. That's why they always say don't judge a book by its cover until you read its pages. Because at the end of the day, you're going to see the difference between the two. Look at some, oh my God, oh my God, put in the chat, say I'm different. I am different. I am not different because of my, oh my God, I'm not different because of my, of my skin color. I'm not different because of my, oh my God, my sexuality or my gender. That ain't what makes you different in this thing. What makes you different in this thing is not only that, but whose side are you on? Are you a true son and daughter of the God, oh my, of the most high God? Or you are nothing but those tear? And so this parable refers to, ladies and gentlemen, a principle that refers to because here's here. Can I can I help you? Say, can I help you to see something? Here's the thing. The way that the enemy decided to attack. Hear me. The way the enemy decided to attack. To attack the church was through persecution. When the enemy saw that through persecution, the church grew, here's what he did. So if I can't tear it down by threatening them with physical violence. If I, for 300 years, 
What happened was, is that you had 10 emperors of Rome that tried to bring down the church with physical persecution. So after a while, what they then decided to do, the enemy changed up his trick. And so what he did is said, if I can't bring it down by physical force, what I'm going to do is infiltrate it. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I help somebody in here? If the enemy notices that he can't bring it down by your threats and all of that stuff, what I'm going to do is try to infiltrate it. So I'm going to sow wheat. Among, I'm, excuse me, I'm going to sow tares among the wheat. So it's hard for the world to distinguish who is who. Because guess what? The people of the, to hear me, hear me, hear me. Guess what? Tares can sound, can tares look just like wheat? Tares can preach just like their wheat. Tares can do all of that stuff. But guess what? Hear me. And I need to encourage somebody to the point of saying, why is there so much wickedness in the world? Why is there all of this stuff in the world? Can't can he just pluck it out? Hear me. He said, listen, your job is not to pluck it up. Hear, hear, hear me. Your job is to continue to move forward in the kingdom. It is my job to judge. Hallelujah. Because at the end of the day, somebody got to answer. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Some. Somebody got to answer. Bring up verse. He explains it again. He said, listen, verse 40. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned into the fire. No, verse 39. Let me back it up. The enemy who sold them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. Guess what? The harvest, hear me, is the end of the the age. It is the end of the age. It's referring to when Jesus then comes back. He says, he says, when I get back, everything that you thought was a tear. Some see you gonna see a lot of people gonna be very surprised who was who and where the line drawed off. It's not your job to do that right now. Your job is to move forward in the kingdom of God, love those and all of that stuff. It is Jesus' job to judge, and God will bring judgment even before that happened. But the ultimate judgment is going to happen right here. He said, at the end of the age, what is going to do? He said, therefore, as the tares are gathered up and burnt into the fire. No, verse 39, the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. So Jesus is going to send that. The angels are going to come and gather up all the tares from the wheat. And there's what verse 40 says. Therefore, if any fool said that Jesus never preached about hell, I want to see, I want to show you here in verse 40. He's saying, here's where tares are going. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned into the fire. Don't you tell me that hell is a mythical, uh, mythical place that has been made up as a conscious spot. No, 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 no. Jesus said, oh, no, 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 no. Hell is real. When I'm getting done, when I get done, you're going to see who the difference, who were the tares and who was the wheat. And at the end of the day, those tares have a final destination. And that's destruction. He said the reapers are coming. He said the reapers are coming. He's going to gather them up and they will be burnt. So it will be a burnt in the fire. So it will be the end of the age. And here's what he says, verse 41. And the son of man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend. Oh, my God. Hear, hear me. He said that the... the, the the field is the world. When Jesus comes back to establish his kingdom, it has, to, the, if it was what he said it was, he said, I'm going to come back. 
the angels are going to reap and gather them, throw the tares out. Because the new kingdom that, that comes forth is coming back to its original state, but a more glorified one. <laughs> oh, my God. Hallelujah. He said, when I come back, we're getting rid of all this evil. Hey, listen, unfortunately, let me tell you something. Evil will still be present until Jesus comes back. Guess what? You can legislate it. You can do all of that stuff. And those are great things. Don't get me wrong. Those are great things. But let me tell you something. True evil, world hunger, all of that stuff. Not saying that we don't do nothing about it. Hear me before you throw darts and try to cut this YouTube stream off. But let me tell you something. Let me give you the facts upon the facts. I know people ain't preaching this, but I don't really care. I'm going to stand on what the word of God says. I'm going to let you know it and come at you and come at you with the truth. The truth of the matter is none of this stuff. It will be always among you until Jesus gets back. But what do you do in the time? Jesus said, occupy. The way that you go up, the way that we go about taking out of the, the cares of this world and the enemy is by hear me and hear me good is by continuing to sow seed. There's a time for sowing and there's a time for harvest. But let me tell you something. I feel like there's always right time. He says, as the earth and the heaven remain, there will always remain seed time and harvest. There will always remain seed time and harvest. And the truth of the matter is, he saying, he said, I'm going to gather them up. Why I got to gather them up? Because in my new kingdom, their sin cannot abound where a glorified God is. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Sin cannot abound. Evil cannot abound. The work of that stuff is over because the work of that stuff is over. The time in which the enemy had, oh, my God, to deceive and all of that stuff because it is over. And here's the thing. And I got to be very, I got to really, the enemy does this because he don't want to, he don't want to take, here's the thing. He don't want to make it seem like it is him, the one that's sowing the wheat in. And he's done a very, excuse me, sowing the tears in. And he's done a very good job of doing it because every time something bad happens within the church and all of that stuff, here's what happens. Watch me. People say, see, that's why I don't like the church now. See, that's why I don't go to church now. See, that's why I'm not a part of the kingdom of God now. That's why I'm not this, because they associate, they associate the evil and all of that stuff to God and not putting it on the right person. <laughs> oh my God, your church hurt. What is it based on? It's based on a tear. God, I praise you. It's not based on a nobody righteous. It was based on a tear. Oh my God. And so you're looking. So oh, I don't go there now. And that is how the enemy has deceived many. Oh, I'm done with church. I'm done with the kingdom of God. I'm an atheist now. Because they associate everything that bad happens with God and say if God was God, he could prevent it. Not realizing that evil is present. I know you don't like this truth. What is the truth? But here's where it says, verse 42. <coughs> he said, I will cast him into the furnace of fire. There it is. Jesus didn't make this up. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Just put in that chat section, I know that ain't me. <laughs> and if it is, give your life to Christ right now. When I've been that altar call, you should be coming right now on the chat. Verse 43. <laughs> 
Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their who? Father. And then he ends it up saying, he says, he who has ears to hear. Come on in here. Let him hear. <laughs> if you got an ear to hear what God is saying to us this morning, what God is saying to us now at this afternoon time, he said, he that has an ear, let him hear. The reality is, is that I am a son of the king, sold as good seed into the ground. And what comes to come is the enemy tries to infiltrate where I'm at because of the seed, the type of seed that I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo, I got to get out of here. The reason why the enemy is intimidated of you because of the seed of the, of the offspring you come from. Oh, my God. Ah, I'm an heir of salvation. I've been purchased by blood. Oh, my God. I've been purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ. Ah, that's why you can't be. You cannot be ashamed about the enemy's tactics because he's going to come. If he can't get you by physically sending things and attacking your money, I'm going to try to infiltrate it. I'm going to try to bring relationships and friends and I'm going to try to infiltrate it but you got to come to the mindset that I understand I welcome it because at the end of the day all you're doing is helping me produce good fruit because as people see how I've climbed these obstacles through the Jesus, uh, through Jesus Christ it's going to just welcome more people how did I make it over I got a testimony that even the angels cannot sing that I've been redeemed Hallelujah. I'm a redeemed man. You are a redeemed woman. You are a redeemed son. You are a redeemed daughter. Hallelujah. Don't let them infiltrate your mind. Don't let them infiltrate your heart because it's nothing more than tears. Don't let tears try to have conversations with weeds because we're not on the same playing field. The reason why people are jealous of you and envy and all of that stuff is because they can't produce because they're not a citizen of the kingdom. Oh my God. Oh, I feel you. Hallelujah, I got to go now. But look at, oh my God, encourage somebody in the chat. Say, you a king's kid. You a king's kid. You come from good offspring. You come from good offspring. You are the seed of Abraham. I am entrusted. I am an heir. If I was a joint heir with him in suffering, then I will rule and reign with him in Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, the kingdom of God is like a man who sowed good seed into the ground. <sighs> into the field. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you're not saved, I give you Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.